Big Easy Bets is partnered with Big Heads Media. We just gotta do what we do. We play like we play. We be us. We be special. We smell greatness. We finish small. Yes, from the top. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Big Easy Bets. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. Hey, look at Smoochie over there eating bird shit. On today's episode, we're going to recap last week's college picks and NFL. Uh, we got a big weekend coming up. You got the Heisman Trophy ceremony. We have UFC 245, which is one of the uh, most jam-packed cards we've had in quite a while. And then what else are we talking? Anything else? We got some NFL picks. We got two guests with us in the studio today. We got returning to the show, Justin, the Russian concussion mascaro. Glad to be back. And then we got new to the show, Shannon MMA Treadway. What's up, people? So, you got anything you want to say before we uh, get started? Mm. We're here, Heisman Trophy ceremony. Joe Burrow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're saying this might be the first ever uh, unanimous voting. I don't think it'll happen because some some asshole out there is going to vote for Chase Young, even though he got suspended for two games. So I don't see how you vote for him. But somebody's going to do it. I highly doubt it's unanimous. Yeah, I, I don't know. It could be unanimous. That would be incredible. I mean, I think after the Georgia game, really that Heisman defining play where he escaped, yep. then threw a 70-yard pass. Did you take LSU on that one, Justin? In last week? Yeah. Yeah. You did? You didn't bet college, did you? No, not one bit. No. <laughs> um, yeah, he definitely had his Heisman moment. I mean, shit, if uh, who who dropped the deep ball right in his hands? Uh, that was um, Marshall. Right, right, right. Um, he should have had a 60-yard touchdown right there. Or what, it would have been a 75-yard touchdown, and then he should have had uh, – they were holding Jamar Chase, so I don't really – blame him too much they're pulling on his jersey i think if you're not grabbing him he's catching that i feel like it's, moss dropped one too moss dropped he? like a big play he did something did he, he yeah he fucks on up <laughs> he <laughs> might have but yeah i mean in the first half he could have had like three 350 passing yards and like three or four touchdowns i mean if we want to get if you want to be real about it he could have like probably set some sec championship game records but yeah no i think it's going to be a landslide it's going to be a runaway uh Victory for Joe Burrow for Heisman. I'm going to play y'all a clip. This was back on episode number three when we were talking about who we think is your best bet to win the Heisman Trophy. And this was Nick's take back on episode three. Of course, me graduating from LSU, going to LSU. um, I like Joe Burrow. 80 to 1 odds. That's a big payout. Um, I like Joe Brady coming in revamping the offense it's going to be a spread offense a lot of four or five wide receiver sets yep um and that's exactly what it was it was it's what it's been all year a lot of spread offense four and five wide receiver sets and joe burrow is now almost i mean he's a he's a guarantee to win the heisman trophy and possibly be even the first ever unanimous decision i mean i don't know whatever what else you can define that other than a big easy bet i mean 80 to 1 odds some people are saying they saw it at 200 to 1. I didn't see any of that. But if you got it at 200 to 1. Uh, as early as I checked it, which was in July, yeah, I saw it at 80 to 1 at yeah, that time. Yeah, I never saw 200 to 1. And then I, Christian Garrick on the radio when I called in that one time, he said 8,000 to 1. I said, uh, 
I don't think so, Christian, but sure. I said, I think he meant 80. But, uh, yeah, I mean, talk about predicting the future there. We said uh, we were saying that this would be LSU's best chance to beat Bama. They did that, and Joe Burrow is now going to be your Heisman Trophy winner for the 2019 season. Yeah, we picked LSU to win the national championship that as well at 30-1. to 1. Um. <clears throat> yeah, and it, it, it's going to be a good game, I think, regardless of, um, let's say we're assuming LSU is going to beat Oklahoma, which I think they, they will fairly easily. Yeah, you're looking at about almost a two-touchdown favorite. So, And then, yeah, regardless of who we're playing, whether it's Clemson or Ohio State, I think it's going to be a good game. Yeah, no, I agree. But, yeah, I mean, we handed that out free of charge. You listen, you're very happy right now. Um, All right, so let's talk about – the Saints a little bit, and then we'll move move on to our uh, picks from last week, which we both had a very profitable week, at least uh, on the college side of things. But, yeah, so the Saints played the 49ers last week in the Dome. This game was for outright first place in the NFC, um, and it was a heartbreaker. Um, Saints wind up losing by two, and worse than that, we've lost quite a few players to injury now. You saw we lost Rankins went out too. So we're down Rankins, Davenport. Um, obviously, we've already still got injury at linebacker. We're falling apart. What are your thoughts? Um, on the injuries? Yeah, just on everything. I'm struggling. I'm hanging on by a thread. I don't know. I think it's going to be we're playing the Colts this week. The Colts aren't any slouches. No, they got a good defense and a very good offensive line. Yeah, you. I mean, we're going to see what happens, but. Yeah, the Saints need to win most, or if not the rest of their games. So, yeah, there is still a chance that we can get um, the number one seed. I mean, we need a little bit of help. But if we win out and Seattle wins out, we'll get the number one seed, I believe. And I think we might need the Packers to lose once. Um, but fuck Aaron Rodgers, dude. In fantasy, Aaron Rodgers throws up 15 points. 15 points he threw for under 200 passing yards. Oh, so yards. you lost? Yeah, so Aaron yeah, Rodgers fucked scrub. me this year, and he fucked me last year in the championship when he wants to go for 63 for you. And then this year, when I need him most, he throws for under 200 passing yards in, like, one touchdown. How did you do in, in this league? Um, Like, my league? Yeah. I made the playoffs. Oh, I got killed. Oh, I, I had, uh, yeah, I had Josh Jacobs. He just... They didn't even put out a report until, I guess, right? When did they put that out? Did y'all see that? It was like 20 minutes before the game started. And I went yeah. And picked up his backup. I'm in the dome, dude. I was yeah. getting no service. There was no way I could change it. I look. I'm like, he has zero points. I'm like, and he has no carries. I'm like, I what the fuck's going on? pick anybody else up. Yeah, I was, dude, oh, I was pissed. Uh, I mean, I'm happy that I'm not in the waffle running, so. The waffle yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you're trying to go, what, worst to first? I told y'all. Last <laughs> Justin was last place last year outright, and now he, he got a first-round bye. So we'll see what happens. But uh, how Shannon's in the league as well with us. How did you do? I lost. Made the playoffs. Oh, okay. Everybody got concussions on the same day. <laughs> like it was just giving out free concussions. Yeah, well, at least you didn't. At least you're not in the waffle running. Um, So, yeah, we have the, the waffle bowl this coming week to find out who gets last place. And um, – Nick actually helped pick the potential last place team's roster. So we're debating on if Nick's going to have to eat these waffles with uh, if his if his 
uh, co-owner comes in last place. You nervous? No. No? Why? Just not. You don't, like, are you, I mean, so have you decided? Are you going to eat the waffles? Let's just go on the record. I don't know. Dude. I don't go. think I am. I no? Think you no? I think you should, yeah. too. I helped them draft the team, but for the most part. Who picked the majority of the team? Honest, not biased opinion, like, straight up. Who do you yeah, think I had the most influence on the majority On the players? draft, I did, but that's only a small <laughs> part of what it takes to win in fantasy. You got to be on top of your shit and on, on who you're playing and all of that. No, I remember Tyler about to pick a couple players. No, he's the only – He's up at the mirror, and Nick saying, no, 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 pick this he kept, he That kept, could have been the difference maker. Like two of my players no, he kept wanting to pick um white wide receivers. Like Cole, <laughs> he wanted to get Cole Beasley so bad, and I was like, no. I hope Beasley's turning up this year, though. <laughs> no, he's not. Look, um, I think the only player, the only um, pick that he actually got to choose was uh, the Baltimore Ravens defense. I do remember you saying he, he really wanted them. Yeah. So you only allowed him to pick the defense, yet you're not going to eat the waffles with him? Like well, no, he did most of the... Um, yeah, he managed the team, but he managed the team that you gave him. Let's look, go around the table. Do you think he should eat the waffles with Tyler? Absolutely. Shannon? Definitely. Look, I don't I, think Tyler's going to lose this week. I don't think he will either. I think, well, I don't know. Joseph's team did well last week. Jesse's team just had the best week, of honestly, of Jesse's career in fantasy. He's always terrible every single year. Yeah. Every single year. Um, But so we've decided that we are going to, whenever we figure out who it is, um, doing the challenge, we're going to film our because we finally got our camera back. We're going to film our episode from Waffle House recording our podcast. And uh, well, actually, we never even talked about that, but that's my thoughts. At least I think we should You think they'll let us. Yeah, it's Waffle House. I think they'd be happy to have anybody even there. Um, and we t- say we're potentially buying 24 waffles. I think she'll say, OK, you can possibly become an owner of this store for if you Nick's, buy 24 waffles. Nick's already going to be there. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. So I'll keep you company. We'll record an episode, make the time go by, and uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll document it through video how it goes. But so just so everybody remembers, the Waffle House challenge: you have to stay 24 hours consecutively in a Waffle House without leaving, and every waffle that you eat subtracts an hour from your time. So if you eat 12 waffles in 12 hours, then you're good to go. You can leave. So and so on and so forth. So. I feel like you've deep down, you know that you should do it. I think you do. You just said he only drafted the defense, which is a quality defense. Yeah, but he made a lot of um, waiver moves, (laughs) and he dropped some good players doing that. (laughs) But you told him to draft David Johnson. Did he ask you about the waiver moves? Oh, shit. Not on all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Not on every single one. On the majority? (laughs) <laughs> Dude, you're eating the waffles with him. No, it's only I'm not right. eating the waffles. It's only right. That's First off, he's not going to lose, and second off, yeah. All right, well, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it if he does lose. But, um, I mean, come on. Um, All right, so, yeah, back to Saints news. We got uh, carried away there. Um, So, yeah, lose a heartbreaker to the uh, 49ers. Drew Brees does what he always does, and – uh. Goes down for a game-winning drive. I saw a stat. He's gone down and scored a go-ahead touchdown, and the defense has lost him the game, I think it was 21 times. 
21 times he scored the go-ahead touchdown. It was like with under a couple minutes left, and then the defense couldn't do it and hold him. Um, yeah, I mean, y'all right over there? So, yeah, I mean, it was a – he did what he had to do. We got him down to fourth and two on the defensive side of the ball, and then George Kittle – I don't know why we've got a rookie. We got Gardner Johnson on George Kittle, and he um, is able to break that to, or get around that defender. And then the face mask by Marcus Williams, which is why I'm glad that we have Shannon here because Shannon loves Marcus Williams. Marcus Williams can do no wrong in Shannon's eyes. Um, so it's getting hard. I'm try- <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to honestly just keep the hope alive. I mean. Counter argument, leading the team in interceptions. All I can say. Yeah, that's great and all, but he's he's the free safety. He should be leading the team in interceptions. I mean, that's what, what are your thoughts? I mean, how do you feel about Marcus Williams? Yeah, I like him. You do. Mm-hmm. And I think that okay, if he doesn't grab the face mask, I think San Francisco's still going to be able to kick a field goal. In that yeah, situation. potentially, but they're on the edge of field goal range right there, and they're still. Clock's going to run if he tackles him inbounds. It's a whole different ball game. It's not a chip shot. Who I don't know who it was, but somebody blew through the line and almost blocked it. I don't know if you look yeah, at I, it. No, I did Almost blocked it. I was in the dome. I was like, oh, shit. Like, I, was, I thought for a second there, like, it's going to be a fucking miracle. Um, but a longer kick, you got to kick it lower. Like, you got to kick it with more trajectory, more likely to get blocked than if it's just a chip shot. I mean, that's a whole different a whole different scenario. Um, to me, the Saints really got out coached in the game. No, they did definitely. The dude Shanahan throwing all those trick plays and the double reverse wide receiver pass to a wide open running back. Like uh, Dennis Allen did had a terrible game scheming, um, in my opinion. And if we could pick up a damn two point conversion, dude. If I, I don't like the call to go for two on in the first quarter. Um, Drew said they had a play that they liked and they saw that there was a player out of position and that's why they did it, which that doesn't make any sense to me. How'd you see a player was out of position? They lined up and then saw a player was out of position and decided to go with it. Like, is that what he means? Cause you didn't see a player out of position to do with It had to do with them accepting. No, the penalty. I yeah. know. And it made it shorter, but then you do a jet sweep to Taysom Hill and you're running it off the edge. They have two of the best defensive ends in the league. Run it up the gut, dude. Murray was gashing him. Yeah, I think I, – I don't like the decision either. And it comes down to I look, the Saints going for two twice, yeah. not getting it, and then the Saints lose by two if they kick extra points. In both of those situations, the field goal at the end is to tie and to send it into, the, into overtime not to win a game. Yeah. No, I know. So – And then the fake punt. That Yeah, that one baffled me because, like I said, I was in the dome for this game. Was it – it was like fourth and one or fourth – it was fourth and eighteen. No, it wasn't that far, was it? I'm pretty positive it was fourth and eighteen. I don't recall. I don't remember. But I know I did not know that rule, and I was. I didn't know that rule either. Well, I thought that they might go for it, but not fake fake a punt and throw it downfield. No, I'm pretty sure it was fourth and eighteen. Um, but I remember. So we're sitting there, and I go, I saw it immediately. I'm like, why the hell is Taysom lining up at punter? Like, what are we doing? And then he literally, I'm thinking, so the only thing that I could think was Sean Payton told him, go out there, snap it. If you see him open, throw it. If not, just punt it yourself. Because, I mean, it's not that hard to punt a fucking football. So, he probably knows how to do that. Yeah, too. I'm sure he could be the top five punter in the league. Um, and Taysom just said, oh, 
I see, <laughs> I see Traquan. I'm just going to launch it downfield. And yeah, no, I didn't know that rule either. But okay, so on another note, I saw there. Did y'all see the clip of the Arizona Cardinals and yeah, Buccaneers game? I did. So I don't know if it matters, but the guy didn't line up as a gunner. He lined. They were in a full um, protect punt, so to block everybody, come trying to block the punt, and then he runs out as a receiver. Um, but he's still a gunner. If you go by the rule, he's mm. still technically a gunner. And they called pass interference. Did you see that? What? There was a clip. So somebody found an old clip. It was um, a Cardinals and Buccaneers game earlier this year. They fake a punt on fourth down. and But they were in a max protect punt. So he wasn't technically lined up as a gunner. But he goes wide and runs as a gunner. And they throw it to him. And he gets hit. And they call pass interference. Actually, he catches it. And they still throw a flag for pass interference. And it's declined. But why is that? That one's pass interference but ours isn't and also too it's holding you can't hold on a punt that you can't hold on any play in football and yeah, he's holding him he's holding him the whole way yeah. down the field apparently you can just beat up a gunner just beat him up no him i know down. so if there's not pass interference there there can't be holding and that was holding more than anything mm-hmm. and then at the very end he slams him down it, it's just I mean, I've been saying I, I came into this season thinking they might throw us a bone because they fucked us last year, and it's been the complete opposite. They've been screwing us all damn year. It's every single game, every single time we make a good play, you got to wait around and see like, is there a flag? And that's not the way it should be. They got to figure something out. They got to switch something. I don't know what it is, but they still have it out for us, and <clears throat> we still should have won the damn game. We were right there. It's encouraging to see. I mean, that's. That's probably <clears throat> probably the best defense in the NFL, and Drew Brees absolutely torched him. I think he had six total touchdowns. I mean, come on. With with Cook going out, if Cook doesn't get hurt, that's a completely different ball game. They couldn't stop us. And then all of a sudden, Cook gets hurt. He goes out, and then they're keying on Michael Thomas all day. And so they, they shut him down to 11 catches for 100 and whatever, 50 yards and a touchdown So because you can't stop the guy. But – um. I mean, it's not over. The sky, again, is still not falling. We can hang with anybody with our defensive line getting hurt. I think um, Tuttle has stepped up at D-tackle. We still have Onyemata. Um, We've got Granderson, who played well, got a big sack at the end of that game. And then we just signed, um, who did we sign? Noah Spence. Y'all saw that from uh, Tampa, the end, or he used to be with Tampa. I think he can contribute. The sky's not falling. We still got the league leader in sacks and Cam Jordan, unless somebody passed him this past week, but I don't I don't think they did. Um, so we'll see what happens. We're still guaranteed a playoff spot. We had some fucking moron sitting next to us. So he goes, <clears throat> so we've got Niners fans sitting around us. It's when we're down by nine in the third quarter, and he goes, like something happened. Something didn't go our way. So he threw the towel in, apparently. He looks at the Niners fans, and he goes, y'all can have this one. And But when y'all get to the Super Bowl, y'all are going to lose to Lamar Jackson. And he's laughing. He's like, Lamar's going to beat y'all's ass. And he's saying it over and over again. He's laughing. I'm looking at him. like, And so I have Niners fans sitting directly to my left. And I look at them. I'm like, this guy's a fucking moron. I said, apparently he's thrown the towel in on this game and the season. So y'all are going to the Super Bowl. So congratulations. He just fucking anointed y'all. I'm like, what are you? And then I looked at him. I was like, you know, we're going to come back, right? We have Drew Brees. And then we did and took the lead. 
and he's trying to act like he knew it the whole time. I'm like, you fucking idiot. So, not a great week for the NFL, but oh well, it happens. Um, so we're gonna recap our college picks real quick, and then um, and NFL, and then we're gonna move on. We've got a ton of fights on this UFC 245 fight card, and I don't know if y'all heard, but Shannon's nickname is MMA. He's here for a reason. This is a this was not a unplanned guest appearance on the podcast are you ready you got a lot of picks we're here to pick winners <laughs> let them know about your background go uh, ahead a little black belt back in the day you know okay big know. black belt not a little yeah big <laughs> black belt <laughs> so big like if belt. we went out if we went out to the driveway right now you would put on a put on a show on all three of us well the acl's here oh right 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 for the acl too so <laughs> <laughs> forgot about Everybody that don't get excited taekwondo right yep that's it forgot about that um all right so let's recap these uh last week's college picks it was championship weekend and we told y'all we were picking every single one and my goodness was it a good weekend um we started it off with the pac-12 championship oregon versus utah we both had oregon plus six and a half um and we so as we said all of our picks are against the spread but we strongly recommended taking oregon on the money line um i actually did take them on the money line um and Actually, do you want to go ahead and talk about your uh, your ticket? Yeah, so I placed a uh, At, well, yeah, a no, decent sized bet. What was it on Thursday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I got off work early on Thursday, and I got a wild hair. My plan was to go to the sports book and parlay Oregon plus six and a half and LSU minus seven. Yeah, and I felt really good about Oregon's chances to win the game, and then I felt really good about LSU's chances to uh, cover that spread. So going there, we get there, and I'm going up to do my bet. Well, the LSU minus 7 is minus 120, so the juice is 20%, not 10%. And (laughs) so I got a little bit hesitant, and I just took LSU on the money line, parlayed both of them, and, yeah, it it was probably the safest bet that I've made all year. Cashed in a big ticket. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, we were both on Oregon plus six and a half. They went out right by, I don't know how much it was, 20. Um, you took Utah in this one, Justin? Yeah, that was my only loss. Really? You weren't too? That one hurt? You yeah. picked all of them? Yeah. And I picked a couple overs. <clears throat> Which overs? Uh, picked the Oregon and Utah over, and then Clemson and – Virginia. Yeah. Comes in Virginia, and then I picked one more. So, well, it sounds like it was a good weekend for you, too, then. Um, so, yeah, Oregon plus six and a half, one outright. Uh, the next game was the Big 12 championship. We had Baylor, or I had Baylor plus nine. Nick had Oklahoma minus nine. Um, this game was a roller coaster. <laughs> uh, Brewer gets hurt. Um, the backup comes in and throws this prayer of a touchdown. And then did you see the second throw he had to get him in the red zone? He just threw it like straight up in the air. Like it was a punt basically. And the guy readjusts and makes a great play um, to come back and get the ball. I don't remember what the score was in this one, but I believe they were up at halftime, right? Baylor? Yeah. They were? I don't know. They might have been up three, but they were they were leading they were up by ten on Two separate occasions, I think. Yeah, so then Oklahoma makes their push towards the end, but then uh, because Baylor starts stalling out 
but they make a change. They go to the third string quarterback. Zeon, I think was his last name. That dude's going to be good. Or Zeno. Zeno. Yeah, Zeno. That dude's going to be good. I think he's going to be really good. Um, No, he definitely came in, and that's why the game went to overtime. Yeah. What'd you say? Didn't the third string come in? Yeah. Through like a long touchdown pass. Yeah, Yeah. he completed like two for seven and had 150 yards passing and a touchdown. Yeah. No, I was like, oh, my goodness, let's go. Um, Both of his completions were like 70-plus yard yard, uh, completion. Yeah, and then once it went to overtime, I knew I was good, obviously. You're either going to win by three or seven. Um, So – Baylor plus nine cashed in for me. Oklahoma minus nine for Nick did not. Um, so we were both on, again, the worst team in college football, not UCLA, who you might think. Um, ULL plus six and a half versus Appalachian State. They start this game out down 21 nothing, and I'm absolutely fucking pissed. I stopped watching it. I'm not going to lie. They suck. Um and then I look back and I check the score and they lose by seven. Did you watch this one? Yeah, I was tuning in and out. I, I watched it a little bit longer than you. And uh, yeah, well, I was, UL yeah. made a a lot of mistakes in this one, just like they did in the first one against App State. This was a rematch. So you you, you took uh, App State. I took App State. Yeah. Oh, good for you. Um. So yeah, I mean. If you don't start off that bad, then they cover the spread, it looks like. I mean, only lost by seven. They obviously got it going in the second half and made a big comeback. Um, But, yeah, fuck them. I hate UL. Lafayette, you suck. Your fans suck. Your program sucks. All of y'all, you suck. Appalachian State owns y'all. I'll never bet UL again. I said that earlier this year, and now I really mean it. Um. Then we had Central Michigan, which I said, I started off, I said we're picking every pick, um, every championship, conference championship game, whether we want to or not, and this was the one that I was referring to of the or not. This is the one I did not want to pick. But we did. They were minus six and a half point favorites, and to be honest, on Saturday I thought they were plus six and a half. So I'm like, okay, we're doing pretty solid. And then I text Nick and I say, are they, I said, wait a second, are they favorites? And he said, yeah. I was like, okay, never mind. Um Miami of Ohio winds up winning outright, and I think they, I think it's Blaine Gabbert's little brother playing football, uh, playing quarterback for them. So, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I was feeling good about this game, um, for most part of the game. Yeah, Miami of Ohio plays uh, mistake free football, and Central Michigan made a little bit of mistakes, but in this game, um, Central Michigan had 355 yards to. Miami of Ohio's 272 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, penalties, on the other hand, were were the big difference. Um, Central Michigan had 11 penalties, and Ohio of Miami had <laughs> <laughs> seven penalties. Uh, yeah, it comes down to Miami of Ohio is not really a, a very talented football team, but yeah. they play mistake-free, and they – well Keep coached. their team in, t- in the game. Yeah, they're well coached. Um, All right, and so that right there ended our losing on the day. So we'll quickly go through these. Uh, the rest of these. We both had FAU minus 7.5 in Lane Kiffin's last game. I'm assuming he's not coaching the bowl game, right? He's already doing press conferences for Ole Miss. Um, yeah, he's he's not going to coach. He's, he's, he's at Ole Miss now. Yeah, so that was a winner. 
We both had Cincinnati plus nine versus Memphis. Uh, they played each other for the second time in two weeks, and they covered the spread. Um, Boise State, baby. They refuse to not cover the spread, minus 13 and a half versus Hawaii. Um, you love Hawaii. You're big on them. No? No, I haven't picked them. No, I once. know, but we started the year off, and you were big on the Hawaiians, and uh, we bet the over. Yeah, I say how. Yeah, I like the Hawaiian uh, <clears throat> prospects, but none of them go to Hawaii. <laughs> and then we had Clemson minus twenty eight and a half versus Virginia. They kicked the shit out of them, like everybody knew they would. We both had Wisconsin plus sixteen and a half versus Ohio State. Wisconsin was up twenty one to seven at halftime, and they choked it away. They wound up losing by thirteen. Um, but who gives a shit? We knew they were going to probably lose. We just needed them to not lose by too much. So they covered, and then we had our big easy bet for college football was the LSU Tigers minus seven in the SEC championship versus the Georgia Bulldogs. This game was a blowout. Joe Burrow is your Heisman Trophy winner. I mean, there's not anything else really to it. The defense looked great. Derek Stingley Jr. is the best cornerback in the nation. As a true freshman, uh, two interceptions, one was – Damn near a pick six if he didn't get held on to. Uh, I mean, just an all-around really good performance top to bottom by the uh, entire LSU football team. Uh, Justin Jefferson's a beast. Jamar Chase is the best receiver in football. Uh, I mean, Joe Burrow had another Heisman moment. You can just hand him the trophy now. So LSU minus seven. That was our big easy bet. And that closes out a... Very profitable college football weekend. And actually, the volume was way down on that. So we're going to redo that. LSU minus seven. Big easy bet. That's a W. That's better. Um, I went eight and two. Nick went seven and three. That brings our overall record to 54, or my overall record, 54, 39, and one. And his overall record to 44, 33, and two. Um, our combined record for big easy bets in college is 72, 55, and two. I mean, guys, that's really damn good. No other way I can put it. It's just good. <clears throat> so we'll move on to NFL real quick. We both had Cowboys on Thursday night. Unfortunately, my Thursday night streak ends at nine consecutive picks. The Cowboys fucking suck. I'm I'm done with the Cowboys. I hope the Cowboys never win a game again. Um, I hope Jerry Jones sells the team. Uh, I had the Jaguars plus three. This is the biggest shock. I can't even believe how bad they are. Minshew Mania is still dead. I said it was alive. It's not. It's dead. Um, Nick Foles, they're literally trying to get rid of Nick Foles. He's played like three games for him. Uh, it's unheard of. Talk about throwing in the towel on a Super Bowl MVP. Um, they suck. Leonard Fournette needs to get out of there. Uh, I'll never pick the Jaguars again either. That's why I don't have very many NFL picks this week. I have my go-to teams, and they, they're fucking terrible. Um, Saints minus two and a half. It was our big easy bet for both of us. We know how that ended. Uh, it happens. We're going to bounce back. We're still winning the Super Bowl. Um, I had the Rams plus one on, was that Sunday night? Yeah, Sunday night. Um, they beat the Seahawks outright uh, pretty substantially. And then Nick had the Steelers minus two and a half. They won by six versus Arizona. So uh, rough weekend in the NFL. One and three for me. One and two for Nick. Overall record brings me to 25, 29, and 2. That brings Nick to 24 and 24 and 1. And our combined record is 33, 35, and 1. I'm still going to hold true on that promise that we're going to be in the green uh, for our combined record when it's all said and done. Just uh, bear with us. So that ends the wrap-up of last week's picks. So now we're going to move on to, we'll start with <clears throat> the UFC 245 fight card. 
who wants to start? Who's got one? You want to? I know you got a prelim pick. You want to go ahead and start with that? Yeah, good old Mike Perry's plus two hundred. So I'm cashing in on that. I mean, the dude finishes fights with his nose on his cheek. I know y'all saw that picture. <laughs> I did see that. So yeah, I'm that was impressive. Who's he fighting? Some guy that I didn't even pay attention to. I saw him <laughs> and I said, I'm not worried about it. All right. Yeah, isn't he the, yeah, he's the underdog, yeah, right? He's the underdog. Yeah. Well, G off Neil. I think that's Jeff. That's how we're going to pronounce that one. G off Neil. That is definitely Jeff. Um, G E O F F. Yes, that is a fancy way of spelling Jeff. Um, that's that's Jeff. I promise. Dumb. <laughs> Nick struggled with the uh, the G off Neil going against Mike Perry. Yeah, Nick struggled with first names here on and last names here on the uh, podcast from the get go. Um, so you like you like Perry, huh? I like Perry. Yeah. So did you you made your picks? Yeah. I you, didn't pick this one, but no, I didn't pick that. I one would either. definitely not pick a black g- guy with the name Jeff spelled G E O F F. Okay, um, well, that's some good analysis there. Oh yeah, and for the record, let's just recap the fact that I'm nine and one picking in the UFC. So, and very, very should be nine, uh, ten and zero potentially if they don't stop the Diaz fight. So, I'm no mathematician here, but you thought Diaz was winning that one? No, no, but oh. it, but he comes alive in the fourth and fifth. That man does he not? He was missing a chunk of his face. It don't matter. He comes alive in the in the championship rounds, and he hadn't been finished since like 2007. So very accurate. Very um, but yeah, I'm no mathematician, but nine and one that translates to good. So that's uh that's all that means. Justin, did you make UFC picks? Nope. No. Okay, way to come prepared. Amanda Nunes. That's it. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's easy. Yeah, I know. That's the easiest that's pick. It. Um, are you gonna place some <laughs> money on it? 300 you're gonna put 300 to 100 put your money where your mouth is um all right so we'll do the first fight on the card we have peter yan versus uriah faber so i know that we are on opposites on this pick um so you actually we'll let you start it out you go ahead california kid he came back out of retirement won me like 240 bucks Big underdog. He's a big underdog again at like plus three fifty. You know why he's a big underdog? Peter Yan's pretty good. But <laughs> he's thirteen and one. You want to know what his nickname is? What's his nickname? No mercy. No mercy. Yeah. Uriah Favors gonna get the job done. You know what that? What's Peter Pan do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck oh, I looked man. at his previous, you know, wins. No, no big names like Favor. I can pull it up now. Well, yeah, I mean, Uri- did tell me to go in on Uriah Uri- over the summer. And Uriah Faber's been he's been fighting for a long damn and time, and he keeps winning for a long damn time. So plus three fifty. I'm not saying give the the house note on it, you know, but so Peter Yan's a striker. Uh, Uriah Faber's a wrestler. Peter Yan's Russian. You don't fuck with that, Russians. That hurts. Yeah. No. Um, his nickname's No Mercy. Uriah Faber's nickname has kid in it. That means he's not going to show any mercy to any kids either. He'll kick the shit out of kids. Um, Peter Yan's a big favorite here. He's minus 500. I'm going with Peter Yan. Uriah Faber's old as dirt. Uriah Faber was okay. I don't think he ever won a belt, right? He never won a title, right? Um, I want to say he got one. I don't think he did. I don't think he's ever won. He definitely fought for it. Yeah, yeah. No, he he's, uh, fought. Who was the guy that... Um, Garbrandt beat Dominic Cruz. Yep. yep. So, yeah, he fought Dominic Cruz in a really close fight and then ended up retiring. Mm-hmm. And then he just returned not too long ago and beat uh, Ricky Simone, who was an up-and-comer. 
Murky Simone was a very heavy favorite in that fight. And uh, Uriah Faber knocked him out. He was a WEC champion, if that counts for yeah. anything. Yeah, was that, WWE? Don't matter. <laughs> um, I'm taking Peter Yan here. You can go with Faber. You can go with Faber. No, I'm going with Faber. I think Faber's going to have a good good shot at winning. I really do. Uh, I was impressed by him in his last fight against Ricky Simone. Yeah, I mean, he, him, he, him and uh, Chad and Mendes. And Ricky Simone was a, uh, was a striker. Yeah. Him and Chad uh, high level striker same. and um he got out Faber knocked him out. Yeah. No, yeah, it was impressive. I remember watching the fight, but Faber's him a good all around fighter. Stupid ass cornrows, man. You're like forty five years old. But he looks young. <laughs> That's why you're taking him. Can't hate him. Well, I'm not a fan. Um so yeah, I'm on Peter Yan there on Uriah Faber here. Um so this next one I think is gonna be a good one. And I'm not going to lie, I, I have in my head who I think I'm taking, but if y'all want to sway me with any facts, but it doesn't sound like y'all are going to because you just pick exactly who you're taking and that's it. Um, Marlon Moraes versus Jose Aldo. Well, Marlon. Are you? Yeah. He hasn't lost in a long time besides Henry Cejudo. Henry's dominating people, though, so yeah, it's a different story. I don't, like, I don't like Henry Cejudo. Aldo, you, like, whisper on his <clears> chin, <throat> just tickle, and he yeah, gets knocked out. Once those lights goes. go out yeah. once, they're going to go out again. Um, exactly. Who you like in this one? I'm going with jo- Jose Aldo. Really? Yeah. Bantamweight uh, Aldo. I really I, fought 145. I really. Lost to McGregor there, and then his career kind of. Crumbled. Spiraled out of control. He lost to Max Holloway twice, who's fighting later on in this card. But I think we could see a comeback with uh, Jose Aldo <laughs> at, at Bantamweight. I really was kind of thinking the same thing. Um, so I think I'm going to go Aldo as well. I really, I, I mean, if he gets caught, I mean, the yeah, light. But it's, ban- it's Bantamweight. No, I know. Ain't and we, that's, they I, ain't punching as hard as McGregor. <clears throat> no, not at all. Uh, Dustin Poirier came out and said that McGregor had the hardest punch that he's ever felt. So, um, yeah. So I was worried about that, but yeah. But then, yeah, you do have to worry about Aldo dropping weight. You know, when you drop weight, they say the chin gets weaker. Yeah, uh, it happened to Dillashaw, who was cheating the whole time. No one knew <laughs> why he could take a bunch of hits from Garbrandt. It's because he was on that. On that shit, keeping them strong, giving them air strength. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not too many people can take uh take hits from Garbrandt. Yeah, he was like just fight. eating the hardest huh? hit out of one of the hardest hitting guys in the division's history. I know. What'd you say, Justin? Did we watch that fight here? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I think I picked Cody. I, so. I did too. The guy too. that lost, I remember. Yeah, that. yeah Garbrandt. Yeah. No, yeah, I was a big Cody Garbrandt fan. I just love that style of fighting. Either you're gonna knock out or you're gonna be knocked out. That's why I like Justin Gaethje. But, yeah, uh, I think when he comes back, Garbrandt's going to make another run for it. <laughs> Hopefully he puts his hands up. I know, my God, dude. Say, hit me in my chin the whole fight. I know. Yeah, but in both of those fights, he <clears throat> rocked Dillashaw. No, he did. And Dillashaw was on some shit that is known to um, increase your endurance. And when your endurance is up, they say that that helps your uh, recovery. Yeah, yeah. So, like, when you get stunned, <clears throat> you recover a whole lot faster. And uh, It was actually in a podcast with Uriah Faber and Brennan Schaub. They don't like Dillashaw. Yeah, um, Faber and uh, Chad Mendez hate Dillashaw. That's so same with Garbrandt. So Garbrandt was with uh, Uriah and them. So they all hate Dillashaw. Um, but yeah, so I think I'm going Jose Aldo for that fight with uh, Marlon Moraes. Um, so the next fight is a women's fight. Um, mm. 
it's not anything that's going to get you out of your seat. Let's put it that way. Um, you might let out a oh every I'm now and Nunes then. Nunez's fights. <clears throat> so you got Amanda Nunez, who's probably undoubtedly the the best female fighter in the UFC right now, sitting at eighteen and four, going against. Uh, try to get this one out. Jermaine Derendami, nine and three, soon to be nine and four. Um, She's probably going to get ran through. Nunez looks like a bulldog. She fights like a bulldog. Um, it's all you need to know. Don't want to mess with her. Uh, she absolutely destroyed Cyborg. Uh, I'm going Nunez here. I, I feel like nobody else is going to go opposite. I feel like you kind of look like you want to. You got that look on your face like you want to pick the other girl. Um Hell no. <laughs> Are you, that other girl you're taking looks someone yeah, like I'm a taking, man. I'm taking Nunez. Yeah, What's she, the odds on that? Uh, Nunez is minus 310, I believe. Now, I caught the one she's fighting as an underdog last fight, and she was, like, ranked number one yeah. on that one, but I don't think she has a chance against Nunez. Yeah, who, Jermaine Derendami? Yeah, I think they pronounced it randomy. Randomy? Yeah. Well, that's Could stupid. be wrong. Don't quote me on that. Um, so, yeah, we're going to move quick, quickly through that one because that's going to be a snooze fest. Um, so you got the co-main event. <clears throat> Fight. Nunez would probably knock her out. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. More than likely. Almost, yeah. Um, co-main event is for the featherweight title. You got Max Blessed Holloway versus Alexander Volkanovsky. I mean, talk about a last name. You hear Volkanovsky, and I mean, that's, that's pretty intimidating. Sounds like Volcano. Uh, he's got to be Russian. Never good. Um, I'm a big Max Holloway guy, dude. I love Max Holloway. Ever since, I can't remember who he was fighting off the top of my head. But when there was like ten seconds left in the fight, and he points to the ground and says, "Let's go," and they just start fucking. And he had the he won the fight so easily, like it was no doubt about it going to be a unanimous decision. And he told the guy, "Let's go," and they just started swinging for the fences, like he could have got knocked out. I mean, just risking it. He could have got clipped by a lucky shot and lost the fight when he was dominating the fight the whole time. Ever since then, I was like, okay. And this was like this was probably four four years ago. I was like, this dude's fucking badass, and I've been following him ever since. Um, he beat Jose Aldo twice. I want to say once by decision, once by knockout. Actually, no, they might have been both by knockout. Um, one by TKO. Um, he lost to Dustin Poirier before Poirier fought Khabib. He didn't look right in this fight. I know there was a couple fights where he was trying to cut weight very rapidly, um, and you could just tell it showed he was not. He didn't look right in any of these. Um, but he's got the belt and featherweight. That's where he likes to fight. He's talking about potentially making a move up to, what is it, 155? Yeah, he tried. <clears throat> well, he's saying again. He's saying it. Originally, he was saying it's inevitable that he's going up, and then now he's saying he might not, but he's probably still going to go move up. Um, So I'm going Holloway here. Who are you taking? I'm going Holloway. You are? Alexander's actually Australian, so he takes a little bit of a Volkanovski. Yes, he's Australian, so oh he takes a little God. bit of fear factor away. But <laughs> he he uh he hasn't beat anybody. He's beaten Aldo and Chad Mendez, but that's no Max Holloway. No, yeah, Mendez Mendez is qual. He he was a quality fighter, but not so much these days. I don't know how long ago he fought him, but it had to be somewhat recently because I want to say he's only been in the UFC for seven fights. Um, yeah, and. He beat Aldo, but Holloway Holloway's beat Aldo twice, and he's a shell of himself of what he used to be. He used to be the pound for pound king, and now he's just Jose Aldo with some scars on his face, um, and likes to take naps. Um, Max is on just a crazy. Well, 
other Dustin, than that one Dustin loss. Dustin is the he's lost to Dustin twice. So out of his four losses, it's to Dustin. Which yeah, well, just sounds he's bad. lost once since he lost to McGregor, correct? Uh, yes, yeah. Yeah, he right. lost that fight to McGregor, and then he went on an absolute tear. I'm saying he lost to Dustin back in, like, 2012 to a submission. Yeah, So yeah. Dustin just got him figured out. Yeah, so, and the fight with Poirier went to decision, so it's not like he got finished or anything, but Poirier did control the fight. Um, And, I mean, he he just didn't look it like was himself. close. I thought the fight was closer than uh, a lot than of the, other people did. Yeah. Yeah, watching it, I felt like Poirier, I knew Poirier was going to win by decision, I felt like. Um, but, I mean, it happens. I think Holloway's had plenty of time to uh, prepare for this fight. I think he's going to come out ready. I'm taking Holloway here. Who do you like in this one? I'm going with uh, Alexander Volkanovsky. Unbelievable. Okay. This is why his record suffers. <laughs> do you got a reason why? Um, look, I, Max Holloway to me, yeah, he's he's a good fighter, but uh, he doesn't get knocked out. You got to give him that. Yeah, he doesn't. But uh, this guy's no slouch. I don't think this guy's by any means a slouch, and I think that a lot of people could be surprised at the end of the end of the fight. So yeah, he's twenty and one. He's on a seventeen fight win streak, but only seven of those have come in the UFC. So he's seven and zero. I look at that as they entry level. They give him a couple of gimme fights here and there. Like he's not fighting quality competition in the beginning. Um, but I mean, Chad Mendez was a quality fighter in his prime, and then Jose Aldo was the pound for pound king at the time. This dude, I mean, he's plus one fifty five. It's not like it's he's plus one fifty five on the money line. It's not like he's um, yeah, he's a, a kickboxer huge underdog, and uh, he's also good at. He seems like he's. Uh, He's got a couple of wins by submission as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all but right. Max well, Holloway's well rounded at all facets of the game. Yeah, he is. I, I'm a big Holloway fan. Um, so, I'm on Holloway. Shannon's on Holloway. And Nick is taking Alexander Volkanovsky, who is apparently Australian. So, once you hear he's Australian, I mean, you can just. Holloway's retaining and still. If he survives Australia, he can survive anything. No, no, that's what <laughs> you say for the most dangerous Russians. place on the planet. Yeah, maybe by uh, you get bit by a fly yeah, maybe and with you the die. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the main event. It is the welterweight title on the line. You got Kamaro Usman versus Colby Chaos Covington. You're a big Covington fan. Yeah, I like his style. You've you've been on Covington for a long time. So don't try to backtrack now. I know you. What do you mean? How am I trying to backtrack? Well, you kind of you're not you. Yeah, yeah, I like his style. You've you've liked Colby Covington for quite a while. You're the one who actually showed Colby Covington to me like a year or two ago. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the first fight that I've watched of Colby Covington. Um, it's been a while. Yeah. Okay. Um. All no, right. the first fight that I've watched, um, I'm, I can't remember who it was. Yeah. Um, all right, well. Oh, it was um, one of the first fights I can remember was Dos Anjos. Dos Anjos, whatever that guy Yeah, Rafael Dos Anjos. Um, yeah, well, I mean, Covington's got that relentless style where he keeps going and going and going. But he doesn't really finish anybody. He'll get, he has some submissions, and he's got like six submissions Uh got five submissions, one loss to a submission. Okay. And two knockouts. Two knockouts in a 15 and one. So, yeah, I mean, 
he's not knocking anybody out. He's scoring points, and he's absolutely wearing you down. We saw it in the Robbie Lawler fight where he was just relentless. Robbie kept trying to get that right hand going. He kept looking for a spot to land a haymaker, and he just couldn't do it. Um, Colby Covington didn't really even give him a chance. So I think Usman's got a four-inch reach advantage, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I don't know if – I know you got it pulled up on your phone. Uh, yeah, he has, yep, four inches. So I think he's going to kind of be able to keep his distance. Um and I have an asterisk here written down on my paper. For Usman to win, he's going to have to knock him out, I think. Um, Colby Covington's too relentless. Um, he's, a re- he's a wrestler and a Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy, so if he gets him on the ground, he's going to know what to do. Usman's really, he's raw talent. He's, I, I feel like he, he lacks the discipline just because he's so, like, they're still figuring out what this guy can do. Like, But he's got a belt already, so... He's got a belt for a reason. He destroyed Tyrone Woodley. I think he's going to be able to keep him at bay with his uh, reach advantage, and I look for him to land a big shot. And Colby Covington, I think he's got one loss. I don't know how that loss came, but probably by – oh, no, you said by submission. Yeah, by I was going to say, I don't think it was by knockout. I think he gets his first knockout loss in this fight. I'm taking Kamaru Usman. I hope so. I can't stand Covington. He just <laughs> bothers me. Like, I get you trying to sell tickets, sell crowds. Like, McGregor does it. Yeah. Different story. No, yeah, I think it's McGregor. Kind of just sucks. I think McGregor does it a little differently, but I don't know. I don't know that he sucks. Not as in a fighter. No, he's oh, a great okay. fighter. Yeah, he's fifteen. Yeah, you one. just don't like his personality. I don't like his personality. <laughs> so yeah. they actually, they actually said that this was kind of this is yeah, all. Yeah, but that keeps a, that keeps you watching <clears throat> the fight though. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't care do, if you I like. He was just some normal guy. Accurate, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, people are gonna tune in to Colby Covington's fights. Most people are gonna tune in to see him hope, lose. Watch him. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm gonna do. Yeah, no, so that's the thing. Yeah, he doesn't care. He just wants you to either like him or dislike him. He just doesn't want you to not care about him. Same thing with McGregor. A lot of people tune into McGregor's fights so they can see him get knocked out and so they can go on Twitter and say, oh, yeah, yeah, fuck you. So it don't matter. As long as you're tuning in, they're getting paid in regards to McGregor at least. Um, but so with Colby Covington, they said it's it's all a front, actually. They said he's actually a really nice dude and that the UFC was about to give him the boot until he kind of rebranded himself. So you kind of got to give it to him. Like, yeah. I get, I even though <clears throat> I would prefer it to be genuine, I don't like the putting on an act. Like, it's not the WWE. Um, but, I mean, he wears the MAGA hat. I'm sure I'm sure he's not faking that. I'm sure he's a Trump supporter. Right. Like, I'm sure he's he's yeah. got the damn uh, first family sitting ringside for his fights and all that. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, I respect the dude. Don't get me wrong. You got to. Yeah, he seems like a good guy. I saw a little video. He takes a trip to the Army base, you know. Yeah, his cardio is on another level, though. Like, I mean, the 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 pace that he fights at is literally, like, record-setting. That's what they're saying. Nobody nobody fights the way he does. So I take it you're taking uh, Colby Covington here? Yeah, no doubt. I think the <clears throat> uh, endurance is going to be a big factor in this one. I don't think that anybody's going to be able to come close to what – uh, Colby Covington's going to be able to do. I mean, this is uh, his endurance has been worked on for years. It's not something you can do in just six, seven weeks. Now, this is something that he's worked on for years, and he's got it to uh, the best that anybody's ever seen in oh, the yeah, sport. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he's got it down to a science. I and, mean, yeah, I don't think – I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think that there's any way that he's going to get knocked out in this fight. But I do think that this is going to be a extremely good fight. Um, and when I say knockout, these, I mean TKO as well. It, yeah, I don't think that yeah. that's going to happen. I don't know. Um, 
look, Usman's knocked six people out out of his 15 wins. That's by no means uh, no, yeah, he a finisher. He, yeah, no, he's not a knockout artist by any Both means. of these guys are actually very similar <laughs> in their fighting style. Both have wrestling backgrounds. Um, look, Usman's coming off of one of the most impressive victories. We watched this fight together. Uh, in, title, uh, in UFC title fight history against uh, Woodley. But uh, Colby Covington, he's been waiting for his time to, to really get a shot at the title, and it's finally here. I just don't see any way uh, that he's going to let it slip by. I really don't. I just want to see if he does win it. Look, Usman's, to me, <coughs> Usman's going to come out, and he's going to be a little bit over-aggressive. Yeah, and a little bit emotional. It's it's what Colby Covington does, especially. Um, it's what McGregor's best at, drawing that out. Yeah, of Usman's not by any means a Trump supporter. Um, <laughs> and I think, yeah. Just, I think Colby Covington may, may be in his head. How do you figure? I'm he's, pretty sure he's he's spoken out against him. Oh, has he really? Yeah, I'm, well, I'm he's fairly not, sure. He's Nigerian, so I mean, I wouldn't necessarily expect him to be a. a, a it's not a red blooded American, I guess. Um, but yeah, regardless, I think he might. I don't know. Yeah, I got Usman's just got that. He after watching what he did to Tyrone Woodley, I mean, Tyrone Woodley was. I, was, I think for him to beat um, Covington, it, I mean, it's just hard to beat Covington in a decision, I feel like. No, that's why and I that's said. why I don't think – I really don't think you're going to be able to knock him out. His endurance is way too way too high to be for yeah. him to be knocked out. No, I know, but you just got to catch him once, hop on top and finish him. I mean, I just – I don't know. He slips punches <laughs> very well. I mean, Robbie Lawler is one of the most uh, talented oh, yeah. strikers all time in the welterweight division. And it – he couldn't hardly even hit him. No, I know. And that's why I said, like, I'm taking Usman, and I do feel like, yeah, it is kind of going out on a limb, but I put with an asterisk and circled it. For Usman to win, he has to KO Covington. Like, He's going to have to apply pressure, and that's exactly what Colby, <laughs> Colby Covington does. I mean, Yeah, I he's going to have to fight his fight. But it's the same way that um, Usman beat Woodley, clinched him, he got him against the fence and beat the shit out of him the whole fight. Yep. And that's the same thing that Colby Covington does. I mean, I think that this is going to be fight of the year. Yeah, I no, really do. I think it could be a quality, quality fight. Um, but honestly, I like that Max Holloway and Volkanovski fight, too. I think that's going to be a really good fight, too. This is going to be a great card all around. Um, so, yeah, we're going to keep track of your picks, Shannon, and uh, and keep see see how, it, how you do. Um, so, yeah, Justin had to roll out without even saying bye. Um, he had something that he had to go do. Um, so... That's it for the UFC 245 fight card. Um, how many picks do you have for this coming week? I only have, I think I have five total picks. Yeah, so, I got um, so I, five NFL. And then one college. One college. Yeah, so we'll go through this pretty quickly. Uh, this will be a shorter episode for sure in comparison to the last few. We're approaching 55 minutes right now. So there's so one. You, should we, we're going to recap. Recap what? UFC picks. Oh, right, right, right. Um, so, yeah. To recap mine, I have Peter Yan over Uriah Faber. Um, maybe 15 years ago, Faber would have a chance. But what, what He's plus five, um, minus 500. Yes. Uh, I have Jose Aldo as the underdog, plus 160 over Marlon Moraes. I have Amanda Nunes as the heavy favorite over Jermaine. The, how, did, how are we pronouncing it? Randomy. Randomy. That doesn't make any sense. Um. And then I have Max Blessed Holloway, minus 185 versus Alexander Volkanovsky. Then I'm going with Kamaro. Uh, what's his nickname? It's got to be the Nightmare, right? Nigerian Nightmare. 
Um, I'm not sure. It's a good question. Anybody from Nigeria basically has the same nickname. Dude, the Nigerians are on fire. They're like undefeated. They are. You got uh, Adesanya. Yeah. I love Adesanya. Usman Adesanya is a heavyweight. Can't recall his name, but yeah, I don't know. But yeah, so anyway, I'm going Kamaro Usman minus one seventy five favorite versus Colby Covington. Um, Nick, you can go ahead and recap yours. Um, I'm going Uriah Faber plus three fifty against Peter Pan. <laughs> I'm going uh, Jose Aldo plus one sixty against who's he fighting? Marla Moraes. Marla Moraes. <laughs> hey, I think that is going to be. Good fight. I mean, Murray has couldn't end up winning this one. I'm be honest. Um, okay, well, you swayed me on this one because I wanted to take all. Look, no, I really do. I be, I do believe, and <laughs> part part of the reason I picked it was because I believe that Aldo's going to make a run at bantamweight. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of wide open right now. Yeah. With um, old boy getting kicked out. Dillashaw. Yeah. 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 It's up for grabs. Um. And then I'm going Amanda Nunes, heavy favorite, minus 310. I'm going Alexander Volkanovsky uh, to upset Max Holloway in the uh, featherweight title, right? Yep. Co-main event. And then I'm going with Colby Covington. I just don't think – yeah, I just – I think that the endurance is going to be too much for uh, Usman in this one. Plus this fight, 145. This fight's going to be fucking awesome. I'm so excited. Um, all right, Shannon, go ahead and recap yours, starting from the your Mike Perry pick. All right, yeah, we dig a little deeper and grab Mike Perry, plus 200. <laughs> Can't go wrong with that one. Uriah Faber, plus 350. Things are going to keep on rolling. You parlaying these underdogs? Oh, man. <laughs> that would be to. a big-ass payout. A little bit of change, you know, not the house. Maybe lunch money. <laughs> um, and I got, Mar- I got Marlon against Aldo, minus 190. Yep. Yeah, I think he'll get it done. I think he'll end up. Yeah, he very, out. he very well could. Amanda Nunez, minus three ten. I think everybody knows that one. Yeah, she's not. I don't picture her losing anytime soon. And then Max Holloway, minus one eighty five. Mm-hmm. I think he's just gonna get it done. And Usman hopefully beats Covington. <laughs> it's gonna be a good fight though. Yeah, I, I mean it's kind of like a toss up. I don't see either one really getting dominated. I think if Covington did win, it would be more points due to the takedowns. Yeah. Well he yeah, it's just that's what he does. He just peppers you with those relentless jabs and just constantly hitting you, scoring points, not giving you a chance to breathe. Like that's what he did to Robbie. Robbie couldn't even get a chance to even think. So yeah. hopefully Usman can catch him with a knee during a, a takedown attempt. That's yeah. what I'm praying for, but Yeah, no, definitely. So We'll see what happens. It's going to be a really good, uh, a really good fight card. If you're not tuning in, I mean, you're missing out. You can live stream it. You, I mean, you can find it somewhere for free. You can bootleg it. Um, don't be stingy. Um, all right, so we're going to move on to college football. There's only one pick. It's America's game: Army versus Navy. Only game all day until the bowl games next week. Navy comes in at number 23, ranked in the nation. Um, and they are 10-point favorites is what I had them at. That's what I got them at at the uh, slipper. So I don't know what they have them on ESPN, but might be fluctuating a little bit. So I've got some bullet points that I wrote down. In the last 20 years, Navy has won this game 16 times, but Army has taken the last three in a row. <clears throat> Navy is 9-2 and two overall this year, 8-3 and three against the spread. They're coming off a win against Houston in a week before 
a quality win against an SMU team that is ranked was ranked all year, and they even beat Tulane, who I was big on for a while this year. Uh, they beat them probably about a month ago. So they've got a lot of quality wins this year. I mean, only two losses. Um, I don't know if you've watched these games over the years, Shannon. I don't keep track of much college. But um, this is essentially their quarterbacks are running backs, and they just run the ball constantly. Um, I looked into the weather. It's uh, looking like it's going to be rainy and cold in Philadelphia. I think they're playing at CenturyLink Field. Um, so – which doesn't really matter because it could be sunny in 75 and they're still going to run the ball constantly. They don't like to throw, um, but Navy throws it a little bit more than Army. And Navy has the best player on the field in Malcolm Perry. Malcolm Perry has 1,027 passing yards, six touchdowns to three interceptions. He's got an 82.1 quarterback rating, which is ninth overall. Rushing, he's got 1,500 rushing yards for 19 touchdowns, 6.3 yards per carry. And he actually used to play wide receiver. Like his first two years, he was a receiver. Um, So the damn guy can catch too. He's the best player on the field without a doubt. I went back and forth on this pick for a long time. Um, Army and their seven losses this season, only one have been by more than 10 points, and it was their most recent game against Hawaii, um, a 52-31 to loss on the road. They, uh, as you would remember earlier in the year I picked them. Uh, they played the Michigan Wolverines to a double overtime loss and were a field goal away from winning this game. Um, this game is historically close. It's their biggest game of the season. And with all that being said, I think I'm I, – I, I don't think. I already put the bet down. I'm going Navy minus 10. I just think if you look at the stats, if you look at the eye test, the quality of schedule um, – the wins, Navy all across the board, and the fact that Army's won it the last three times in a row. Like I said, over the last 20 years, it's been dominated by Navy, but they've get they've lost the last three to Army. So they are going to come out fired up. They've got the best player on the field. They've just got the overall better team. The 10 points, if it went above 10, I had seen 10 and a half. And uh, actually, so you can see on my paper, Army plus 10 and a half. But when I went to put the bet down, I saw 10. I said, I'm going Navy. I could, I, I think it'll be right around a 10-point game, and then I'm just going to hope that it, uh, they can win by more than 10. But I think it's going to be – it's always – traditionally, it's a close game. I mean, they both have the running style. They both have really good defense. So that's what I went. What do you – what are your uh, – your thoughts on this one? It's only game of the day. Um, I wasn't gonna pick this one against a spread, but I'm starting to lean towards Army. Um, right now it's ten and a half. I I do like Army plus ten and a half. I do think that this game's gonna be settled by seven points or or, or less. But um, oh, I forgot too. I also took sorry. I took the over forty as well. If you look at it, I think I can't remember. Let me pull it up because I was looking at it. I didn't actually get a chance to write this yeah, down. Yeah, six out of the last seven games have gone under 40, 40 points. Uh, right before we started, I had the under at over under at 40 and a half. Mm-hmm. And I was going to pick the under 40 and a half. Yeah. Well, I'm going. I'm going. So over. we're going. Yeah. Okay. 
going complete opposites here because I was looking at it. Um, Navy scored like 30 plus points in their last like a lot of games. Okay, I'm about to pull it up right now, but uh, they've been scoring some points big time. That dude, I mean, with Perry, Malcolm Perry, that dude's ridiculous. Um, so let's see. Last in their last five games, they've scored 56, 35, 52, 56, and 41. And they've given up 41, 28, 20, 10, and 38. I think it's going over. Yeah, I'm not so sure. You know, arm they both run similar offenses, so these are uh Yeah, they're gonna know each other. What guys see all through the spring, they know how to defend each other. And that's why you've seen historically that this game is uh low scoring. Mm-hmm. Uh plus the rain. Yeah, I'm going with which one's gonna be your big easy bet? The over forty. I'm gonna go on under forty. Under. Well, I got forty and a half. I just know at the slipper it was 40. Yeah, when I checked it was 40 and a half, so I mean that's going to make a it could make a difference. Well, I'm taking what I what I got at the slipper. 40. We'll just go 40 cuz that's the one we go off of. That's one more. That's the one that dictates what we bet on, so. You know. Yeah, but it's like 10 and a half and 40 and a half one. Mhm. I mean, I could show you the ticket. I got it at uh, at ten points, which is what swayed my decision. That's what, that's what. Because originally, like I said, I was on Army. That half point though switched it for me, because I I wanted to go Navy. You want to go with the best player, like. So go ahead, Shannon. Take a shot in the dark here. Army or Navy? Who are you going with? Without even knowing, uh, well, other than just hearing what we were talking about. As a Betting man, if I was, <laughs> I'm gonna go. You are. I'm gonna go army. Army, really. And then I'm gonna get fancy and pick the over. Okay. So you think army's winning and the over? I do. Really? Well, he thinks that they're gonna cover the spread, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Cover spread. Yeah. Yeah. And we're gonna go with the over. So y'all are both on army, right? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> you don't sound very sure. Well, I'm still trying to figure out this spread. So can we get 40 and a half on the over-under? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, yeah, then I'll take 10 on on, on the spread. Okay. Um. So, yeah, I'm on Navy, minus 10, and I'm on over 40 and a half. That's my big easy bet. Um. Nick is on Army, plus 10, and under 40 and a half, which is his big easy bet. So we are on opposites today. It's a weird week. It's the only game of the week. It's America's game. It's going to be a boring game, more than likely. Um, triple option running. They're probably they're running the veer, uh, like West Virginia back in the old days. Um, boring football. And then Shannon is also on Army, plus ten, and the over. I like the over pick. I, I don't know why you're on Army after my my uh, analysis right there, but um. All right, so that'll do it for college. Like I said, one game all week. Um, And then we got the bowl game. So what we're going to do with the bowl games is, so we record typically on a Tuesday, so we're going to talk about every bowl game from Tuesday to Tuesday of that week, and then so on and so forth for the next week. So we might have nine bowl games one week, and then whatever, however many are in that next calendar week. Um, We're not going to do them all up front. 
but we are going to pick every single bowl game whether we want to or not. Yeah, when we re- when we recap, there is a game on uh, Tuesday. We're probably going to record on uh, Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, that's why I was we were trying to figure out, or I was going to talk to you about how we figure out. If so we, not next episode, but the episode after that we'll, is going to be uh, on the yeah Christmas Eve probably instead of because Christmas is on a Wednesday. Right, right, right. And there is a game on Christmas Eve, so when we recap, one of those games is going to probably have to wait. Oh, to be wanna... recapped. Okay. Yeah. Right, right. Okay, yeah. That's fine. Um all right, so we'll move on to the NFL. Um we have obviously we always pick the Thursday night game. It's the Jets versus the Ravens. We got the Ravens as 16 point favorites. I'm taking the Jets. I, I feel like Phil, you got to be crazy not to take the Jets. The Jets? Yeah. You going on the Ravens? The New York Jets. The New York Jets. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. To beat the Ravens? Or you just no, to just to cover the spread. Okay. Of 16. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. You're a big Lamar the, guy. I wouldn't pick the Ravens. Ah, you know what? I'll take the Ravens by the spread. Okay. I'll take the Ravens by the spread. <laughs> what about you? Jets suck. I'm going with the goddamn Jets. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. This is... This is going to be my big easy bet for the NFL. It is. I mean, I only got two picks, three picks. Um, Actually, no, I got a couple more. But, yeah, it is. They have one of the best run defenses in the league. So, Mark Ingram, nope. You got Lamar Jackson with a hurt quad or hamstring, whatever's hurt. He was limited at practice. He says it feels great. He's lying. It doesn't feel great. He's probably sore right now. They play tomorrow. So it's not a full week's rest. Look, there is some things that concern me. I'm not a big fan of uh, Adam Gase. Yeah, for the Jets. Yeah, I think he may very well be the third worst coach in the league behind. Well, they're uh, unhappy with Le'Veon Bell. He went bowling after they ruled him out with the yeah, flu. Yeah, that's what another thing. Like they, he, he faked his sickness and went bowling. But he said he bowled a career high. So That's his, all that really matters. Yeah, that's like what I'm saying. career high or he said he bowled maybe like a, win a game for the Jets. If, he, if had, he had the flu and he went bowling, I mean, what type of sick fuck does that? Is he trying to get everybody sick? He said he bowled a 256. Yeah, impressive. right. Get out of here. He said he did. Yeah, just, with the gutters. I just tiptoe on 100. <laughs> with the <so>. bumpers. <laughs> yeah, whatever you call it. Yeah. Anyway, Le'Veon Bell's an idiot. Um. Yeah, I mean. First off, uh, <laughs> him sitting out all of that season was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen anybody do. Yeah, I'm but the Steelers fairly sure that he him. never got. Um, they offered him a pretty big contract that he did not accept. Yeah, that's true. Um. And then he didn't get paid that year. Yep. And then it's like not like he got any blockbuster deal going to the Jets. It wasn't yeah. nothing huge. No, I know he settled for less than uh, what the what the um, yeah. Steelers were gonna pay him. I mean, it was a it's a big mistake sitting out. Yeah, he probably took bad advice. He's the second dumbest guy from uh, the Steelers, and we all know who the first one first <laughs> dumbest is Antonio Clown. Yeah. Um. So, we're both on the Jets. Shannon likes the Ravens. Minus 16. I just feel like they got the run defense. Um, If they're able to contain Lamar. If you make Lamar throw, he threw a pick last week. Telling you those interceptions are coming. You're getting into serious football now. I'm telling you, those interceptions are coming. I know you're a big Lamar guy. I've been saying it all year. You find himself, if he finds himself 10 points or more, I've said it over and over again, down 10 points or more in the second half in the playoffs, he's er, late third quarter, Fourth quarter, down 10 points or more, he's going to choke it. He's going to throw a pick to lose him the game. 
and he's in, when he's in a position where he has to throw, he's going to lose him the game. Mark my words. And if I'm wrong, I'll admit I was wrong, and I'll stand by it. But I've been saying that all year. So he's young. I mean, I couldn't say it. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're trying to it. say they're trying to say he's MVP already. They got Michael Thomas as the fifth on the oh, MVP. That's crazy, Michael Thomas. That's ridiculous. Be, yeah. They they still have Mahomes up there, dude. Like. The MVP race is a quarterback race. No, I know. It's ridiculous. It's like how the Heisman yeah, is. Well, I, uh, at the beginning of this year, I actually mentioned it. I said a wide receiver has never um, won the MVP. Mm-hmm. And only one time has a wide receiver received a vote for the MVP, and that was um, Sterling Sharp, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think for The what. Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, next pick I have for the NFL is the Buffalo Bills plus two versus the Steelers. Buffalo Bills have a very good defense. They just lost by a touchdown to the Ravens. Um, I don't. I, I don't like this guy Duck for the Steelers. I don't like him Duck at all. Hodges, I, think I don't. Yeah, I don't like that they call him Duck. His name's Delvin. Call him. Call him by his name. It's Delvin. That's a. That's a stupid name. Delvin. We had a Delvin. Delvin bro. Yep. What could have been. And Delvin Bro was good, man. I liked good, yeah. Delvin Bro. Neck injury, Injuries man. though. Yeah. He's killing it for the Wildcats or something in Canada. The Tiger Cats. The Tiger Cats. Yeah. Hamilton. Keep track. Um, yeah, I'm going with the Bills as well in this one. You know, you got the Bills, very good team, uh, nine and four. Getting plus money. But the uh Steelers are eight and five and are very uh Fuck 'em. Well in the playoff hunt with um a lot of their key guys moving on and then uh, Roethlisberger going down. Mike Tomlin is coaching uh, absolutely phenomenal uh, games. Yeah, he is. You got to give it to him. The Steelers at home on. is a very good team. They're very hard to beat at home. But um, look, the Bills are the real deal, I think. And I, I, I do like the Bills. I like Josh Allen. Uh, the defense is really strong. I look for the defense to give uh, Hodges some problems in this one. And, yeah, I do and too. I think that's going to be the difference. And the bill is getting points. That was my thoughts. All the exactly. better for us. Yep, plus money. That was my thoughts exactly. He's not going to be able to do anything on that defense. Um, so my last pick for the NFL is the Saints and Colts over 46. Injuries at the defensive line means less opportunity to get to the quarterback with an already – Really good offensive line for the Colts, which means more time for Jacoby Brissett to throw, which then means more chance for fucking Marcus Williams to fall down covering a receiver deep down the field. I think that just is a testament that goes to show you. I mean, it's hard. Don't get me wrong, dude. It's hard to run full speed and turn your body. But Marshawn Lattimore, the way he can move his hips and at 220 pounds, the way he's able to move and shift and adjust is ridiculous it's very very impressive um marcus williams can barely run in a straight line without falling um he is good at tackling ken crawley um and our teammates crawley sucks he's not the best at tackling he can't fucking tackle man he he's a safety coming out of the when he when he got drafted he was the highest rated safety against the run i said that as soon as we drafted him which made me think, do you put him at strong safety then if he's really good at going up around the line of scrimmage and stopping the run? But we put him at free safety, and he can't tackle. That's so not good. pick this week? I hope he does. So you pick this Look, week. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, Marcus Williams had one of the best rookie seasons that I've seen 
I think he was right there behind Lattimore for for rookie of the year, in my opinion. I didn't think um, so. I felt like he, he had, had a, five interceptions as a rookie. No, he had a very good year. Yes, but I I, I wouldn't put him up there. But I think with that Lattimore. that the Minnesota miracle really changed the uh, trajectory of Marcus Williams' career, and it'll never be the same. No, I think if I, that I, play does not happen to Marcus Williams. We're sitting here talking about Marcus Williams as uh, one of the best, if not the best, safety in the league right now. And I, I really do think that that type of play messes with somebody's psychology. He just looks a little bit hesitant out yeah, there he's playing. He's timid. He's timid. It's hard to come back from something like that. And I said it right as it happened. I said I hope he does. I hope he's able to come back from that. To me, Marcus Williams should have made the Pro Bowl as a rookie. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good safeties in the league. He had a good year, but I don't think he had as good of a year as you as you clearly think he did. He he did have a good year, but and and I'm not blind to the fact like I've acknowledged he's he got a very critical interception in that game against the Vikings to put us back in that game on that 17-point comeback. But I mean at the end of the day, he, that was one of the worst football plays I've ever seen in my life. I get what I get the process, the thought process, you don't want to hit him, give him the spot of the whatever uh ball at the spot of the foul and they're already basically in field goal range. I understand what went into it. But at the end of the day, that was terrible. And it, it I'm a little biased because it cost us $30,000, okay? I get it. But very understandable. He's got a short leash when you do something like that, and that's not just with me, that's with all Saints fans it seems. Like Pro Football Focus had him graded as the highest safety in the league. So, he's doing something right. Um but, yes, like you like to say, he's leading the team in interceptions. But I know you saw the Tampa game where he had that interception where Jameis threw it 10 feet over his receiver's head. And he literally – I could have – any one of us could have intercepted that ball. So, he's, he did have a great one against the Texans. Covered the whole field. Went up. Got it in between people. It was good. Like, he's playing very good. Don't get me wrong. But the fucking face mask. Dude, y'all gave him a chip shot field goal. Like – yeah, I you, can't defend the face mask. You can't I don't know do what his that. Process was, but so, and just so everybody knows, Shannon is a real big Marcus Williams fan. Loves Marcus Williams. I just want a good safety man. I do too. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. And you gotta, you gotta acknowledge the fact that when he does something good, I don't, I don't hate on him and just right. hate on him. I acknowledge when he does something good. But that's what I said in that group message. Y'all got to acknowledge when he does something bad. Like maybe he just has to try to do too much because PJ's trash. PJ is trash, but PJ plays okay from the slot, from the nickel position, but he had a bad game. Eli Apple had a bad game. Um, I, the the injuries at linebacker really hurt us. Um, not having. Yeah, I mean, we really should be getting mad at uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Yeah, that was terrible. He freaking made. It and- I didn't like that second penalty, but yeah, no, he he. Yeah, it's not, I don't like it, but it's the damn rule. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why. I, I'm not a real big fan of the NFL. No, yeah, he in made general. He, he made some crucial mistakes. He kept that drive alive, and then he was the one guarding George Kittle on he that. He got a holding penalty yeah. on a third down that we we sacked the quarterback. Was that Gardner Johnson? I thought that yeah. was PJ. Yeah. No, it was yeah. Gardner Johnson. It oh, okay. looked like good coverage to me. I yeah, it know. really yeah. wasn't, dude. I mean, we got screwed, and then of course the hit on the uh, helmet of Uzcheck, which I hate Uzcheck. I don't like that guy. <laughs> He that tweeted out some shit right? about kicking uh, Miles Garrett out the field. Grow, grow a pair of balls, dude. Yeah, it's football. Um, it's a violent sport. Shit happens. But, yeah, so don't get me wrong. I hope Marcus Williams 
finishes leading the league in interceptions. I hope he gets the Tracy Porter pick six in the Super Bowl. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, and Juszczyk lowered his head. I think that they should no, really consider bullshit. start to call penalties on the offensive they player for They said they were, but head. they never do. Yeah, it's bullshit because if you he's lowering his head, he's he should be called for yeah, uh, initiating, initiating contact. contact. Yeah. Because that's there's no way, like, okay, if I'm a running back and I have the ball or if I catch the ball, I just have to lower my head and yeah. chances are – the hit target's going to be just my head if I lower, yeah, lower it towards you. No, they said they were going to call that, but they I've, I've yet to see him call it once. So, just take that out of both both ways. Take that out. I, I don't know. I, it it's too far gone at this point. They're not going to change the rule substantially. But um, I didn't like that call at all. It kept the drive alive, and they wound up scoring points on that drive. Um, did they get a flag when they hit Cook in the beginning? Of the they game? did. Okay. That's why we went for that dumbass two point conversion. But he caught the ball. So that's why it didn't really seem like that significant. Um, if anything, it helped the Forty uh, ers Yeah, win. yeah. Right. If anything, it gave, yeah, good for fucking y'all because we can't pick up a two point conversion. Cook getting hurt really hurt us. Um, they made, they were allowed to then on just focus key in on Michael Thomas. I will say Traquan Smith had made a great play on that last touchdown. That spin move was nasty. That was right in front of us. Um, and I was pumped up. I was so happy. But deep down in the back of my head, I knew. I, I, so I, I texted out. I said, I've seen this movie one too many times. Like, it was almost inevitable. We knew what was going to happen. But when we got him in that fourth down, I was like, please, 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 just one. Like, Kittle couldn't fucking just drop one. He couldn't just drop one. Garoppolo overthrew him earlier in the game on same similar route. It's like, God damn it, man. Somebody yeah, they got us back for not mentioning Kittle in the fantasy podcast. Yeah, they did. Um, but yeah, so like I said, I hope Marcus Williams has a great, and I hope he goes off in the playoffs. Um, but you gotta acknowledge when he sucks. That was that was terrible. You texted me and said he was out of control of his. He lost control of his body. He did. People want to say he was pulled down by Sanders. No, he was all. No, he tried to flop, and yeah. I hate that. He was already out of control. He might have got touched a little bit, but when your momentum, I think he tried to sell the yeah, the contact that really so wasn't there. As soon as Just that defend ball, defend the ball, dude. That's I what mean, I, that's, that's what I'm what saying. You got to do. As soon as that ball goes up, uh, because I see Garoppolo launch it, and I look down, and I'm like, I said it immediately. I screamed it out while the ball was on there. I said, "You're right there. You're right there. Just turn around and make a play." Don't interfere. Nothing. I'm like, don't. He just panicked, dude. He panicked, and then yeah, it looked like I don't know what he was doing. It's like, you, what are you trying to sell? Like, I don't know, dude. That was terrible. That was fucking terrible. And then he winds up gifting him a chip shot field goal. But like I said, I hope he turns it around. And he has had a solid year, but I hope he bounces back after this game and has a great game on Monday. But we'll see. But. You better start fucking acknowledging and uh and you your groupies in the text message, man. Y'all gotta y'all gotta get it together. This uh this blind Marcus Williams love. Like, I get it, but all right, well we'll recap NFL real quick. Um third I got picks. Oh right. I'm thinking you already picked. We segued. Go ahead. Um yeah, so we just got off of the Saints pick. You're taking the Saints? No, you picked them. I picked the over. Okay. 46. Okay. Over 46 for Logan. Um, I have to go back to Sunday. Um, Bears, Packers. I, pe- I picked the Packers early in the year. Bears were three-point favorites in that game. The Packers won by seven. 
Uh, that was in Chicago. This game's going to be in Green Bay. Packers favored by five. I'm taking the Packers here. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers bounces back and has a good game. That's usually how how he does. He has one off game, then he bounces back with a, a game that looks like his old self. I fucking hate Aaron Rodgers. Um, Packers minus five. Going against the Bears team that seems to be rebounding a little bit but still struggles to score. Um, and then I'm going with the Browns minus two and a half against the Cardinals. The Cardinals, to me, are are, are in uh, really big trouble. We talked about it a couple episodes ago with Kingsbury and the whole David Johnson situation with uh, Kenyon Drake coming in. Uh, since the Cardinals acquired Kenyon Drake, the Cardinals have not won a football game. Uh, Kenyon Drake, as a matter of fact, this year has not won a football game. Uh, he was on the Dolphins when they couldn't win, and now he joined the Cardinals, and now they cannot win. Uh, <laughs> the Browns suck, but... Uh, I do like the Browns in this one. Uh, going on the road to play the Cardinals, they're two-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm taking the Browns minus two-and-a-half as my big easy bet. Um, and then I'm going with the Rams, favor one point against the Cowboys. To me, this one's a little bit of a head-scratcher. Why are the Cowboys getting so much credit in the betting world? I don't. Yeah, I don't get it. The Rams are clicking on all cylinders right um, now, and the Cowboys are a dumpster fire. Yeah, you keep saying, oh, the Cowboys. Everybody keeps saying, oh, the Cowboys are going to bounce back this week. This is the week of blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you're right. Um, Rams clicking on all cylinders, um, trying to make a playoff push. That sounds like a big easy bet. Uh, I'm going with the Rams. So you think I should switch it? No, I'm just saying it's the way you were saying it. It sounded like you were setting it up. I really don't think the Cardinals are going to have much of a shot against the uh, Browns. Yeah. But maybe I should switch it to this Oh, no, you go with what you I'm think. I'm switching it. <laughs> X the big easy bet on the uh, Browns, even though I'm really comfortable with it. But, yeah, this one makes more sense. Uh, Rams minus one going on the road to play the Cowboys. That's officially my new big easy bet. What is that it for NFL for you? No, I have one more. Go ahead. Or I may have already mentioned it. No, I did, yeah. So okay. we can recap. Well, hold on. Shannon's got some picks, too. What you got? You got three? Yeah, I got three. All right. I got the Bills, and I'm going to do money line. You know, they're picks favorite. Yeah, I'll probably go too. Well, all of the picks on the podcast are against the spread because there's no point in. Yeah. If you Like, that's what we say. If you want to recommend a money line, you can. I would recommend a money line on this one for sure. But all of the picks, just for our record, are against the spread. So yours will be against the spread as well. Sounds good. But we'll go on record that you want a money line. You're going with the Bills. Okay, so you got Bills plus two. What else you got? I got the Seahawks minus six. Versus the Panthers. Versus the Panthers. Really? Russ is the man. Yeah, no, that's probably a good pick. Um, The Panthers are kind of in disarray right now. So Yeah, I don't know what they think. They got, rid of, they got rid of Riverboat Ron, and uh, nobody's driving the boat. So, no, yeah, I think that's a good pick. What else you got? I got the Browns. Oh. I agree with Nick. Oh. I like the Browns. You got a consensus. Yeah, the Cardinals don't know what they're doing. I, I really do. I feel like the Cardinals made yeah, a pretty you know big what? mistake in hiring Kingsbury. Yeah, you know what? This guy got fired te- from Texas Tech. Pat, uh, big 12. Yeah. School, mainly offenses. I mean, he couldn't out, out scheme in that in that conference. And he, it seems to me that they, they're a struggling football team right now. Yeah, I don't know how you get a promotion. I mean, don't get me fired. wrong. Look, you have a rookie quarterback. It's not going to be any walking apart coming into the NFL in your first season as a head coach. But I just think that there's been some crucial mistakes, especially with um, holding David Johnson on the sideline. I think last week he got the ball five times. 
He averaged six and a half yards per rush, and he actually ended up scoring a 24-yard touchdown on a uh, reception. It, it just baffles me that he's not playing more. To me, he is by far probably their most talented player on offense, and I, I don't understand why he's not in the game. Yeah, I don't really get that either. Um, that is a weird situation. Somebody was a fantasy stud. like He was doing good this year, and then he did get banged up. Yeah. But then, like, he came back. He was supposed to be cleared, and he never got back into the uh, yeah rotation, really. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Um, but, yeah, you kind of swayed me with your Rams pick. I'm going to go in on the Rams as well, um, minus one. So we'll recap real quick. Um, I have the Jets plus 16 versus the Ravens on Thursday night. We look to get back on track there. Um, overall on Thursday, I've been absolutely on fire, so – just putting that out there. Um, I'm now going to trail Nick with the Rams minus one. Uh, I got the Bills plus two. And then I've got the Colts and Saints over 46 on Monday night. Uh, you can go ahead and recap yours real quick, Nick, and then we'll wrap things up after Shana does his as well. I'm going with the Jets plus 16 against the Ravens on Thursday night. Um, on Sunday, I got the Packers minus five against the Bears. This game is in Green Bay. I have the Browns minus two and a half uh, going on the road to play the Cardinals. I have the Rams minus one uh, going on the road to play the struggling Cowboys. That's going to be my big easy bet. And then I have the Bills plus two going on the road to play the Steelers. And my big easy bet of the week is for the NFL or the Jets plus 16, which Nick does not like. You can tell by his facial expression earlier that he did not. Agree with that pick. I'm not going to lie. One time I had a five-leg parlay going. Um, had hit all four, and then I'm at the Saints game. The Saints were 16-and-a-half-point favorites against the, guess who, the New York Jets. <laughs> um, it looked like the Saints were going to be able to cover this spread easy. Um, and then Brandon Coleman, who I'm so glad that he's far gone, uh, fumbled the ball maybe two times in the red zone. Uh, and the Saints end up getting zero points on both of those possessions and cost me the cover, man. Cost me a good amount of money on that on that parlay. Yeah, you hate to see it. That was when I could pick NFL. Now I can't. Yeah, I I was I was picking NFL like really good last year. And I feel like we focused so much on college this year and I don't know, it's just been a weird year for NFL, but uh been getting shit on this year so far so i'm not gonna lie dude there's been a lot of calls that the referees have made that influence that have um cost me bets especially yeah yeah, big time definitely influence the outcome of the game all right shannon go ahead and recap your three real quick all right i got the seahawks minus six yep the bills plus two Mm -hmm. and the browns minus two and a half all right um all right, so we're gonna. Shannon prides himself on his uh, UFC picks. As as you heard, he's got the black belt, so he thinks he knows what he's talking about when it comes to uh to the UFC. So we're gonna we're gonna keep track. We're gonna hold you accountable for your picks. All right. All right. All right. You got anything you want to say before we head out, Nick? I really enjoyed having uh, Shannon on the podcast. You got anything you want to say to Justin, even though he's no longer in the building? Um. Yeah. No. Thanks for saying. You may bye. have heard me just blank when I was talking about who the hell uh, Colby Covington fought. That's because Justin just got <laughs> up and walked out, and I was like, "What the hell's going on?" <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah, see you later. Yeah, a little salty about the bye. <laughs> yeah, he had told me that. Uh, I mean, obviously, we knew he had to go somewhere, so that wasn't uh, unplanned. 
but but he could have said something. Yeah, he could have said bye. Yeah, no, without a doubt, he could have picked up his trash too. <laughs> Shit, he just left his trash. Yeah, it right usually there. I know Justin's Russian and everything, but uh, in America, it's usually customary to say goodbye before He's, you leave. He room. might still be concussed for all we know, so uh, it's a lingering concussion. Um, all right, well, that'll wrap up episode number nineteen of Big Easy Bets. Um, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at Big Easy Bets. Go to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, leave five stars, leave a comment, whatever you want to do, show some support. Uh, We're on Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, and we have the camera finally back in. It's been a long, long road to get this camera repaired. Uh, it is now. I hope been re- it works. It has now been returned. Don't even know if it works. I haven't even checked it. We're just taking their <laughs> yeah, word yeah, for yeah. it. Um, so, yeah, that'll wrap up episode number 19. Saints bounce back on Monday. And we got a little break. We get to watch Joe Burrow win the Heisman Trophy this Saturday. So that'll do it. You guys have a good one. Who that? We just got to do what we do. We play like we play. We be us. We be special. We smell greatness. We finish strong. Yes. From the top. One, two, three, four, 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 four,